You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back here for another edition of Locked On Tigers. I am, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Got to tell you all to listen to Locked On MLB. Join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please just call him Sully. Every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past, featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from around the league, and other MLB Locked On hosts. Subscribe to Locked On MLB today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. This is Locked On Tigers. Uh, <laughs> lost my train of thought there right off the bat. That's a good sign for the rest of the show. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm still, you know, recovering. I'm recording this mere minutes after the, uh, the Detroit football Lions um, dropped a, uh, a Monday night game to the Packers. And while, no, like obviously the Packers are significantly better than the Lions, and we're not going to talk about this very long because I get paid to talk about the Tigers, um, I just hate losing to them. <laughs> I just hate losing to the Packers. One of one of my least favorite franchises in all of sports. I, I I don't care if it ruins draft position. I don't care. I don't care about anything. I, I just hate losing to the Packers no matter what. So not a great great first half and absolutely putrid second half. Unlike your Detroit Tigers, I saw a funny tweet actually. Uh, I think it was from Chris Brown, who, for those who have been longtime Locked On Tigers listeners, uh, Chris Brown was the host before Chris Castellani even. Uh, and uh, Chris and and uh, Rahelio now have a, a great network that they've, they've got going on and, and a great, um, uh, uh, fantastic podcast of their own and everything and are, are great people, I've, you know, run into them at Tigers games and have uh, had the pleasure of, of, uh, of meeting them quite, I mean, we're, yeah, like we're guests on each other's shows. We're pretty close now, but, um, I think Chris Brown was the one who tweeted it. And I think he said, uh, the Tigers wore white pants and beat, uh, and won tonight. And, uh, that's, that's the mindset we're going to have going into, uh, going into, to, I don't know, this show, I guess. (laughs) Detroit Tigers would get a win, three to four victory, back at home for the final home stand of the year. Uh, home the rest of this week, and I think that's it. So um, fun, fun to get down to Comerica, get down to Copal one last time before the uh, the season ends, because uh, it's going to be a, a long, a long winter without our, our our Detroit Tigers. But we have a win to discuss, three to four victory. Um, the offense was pretty okay. Uh, look, the offense. This was this was uh, very much a game that seemed to be the opposite of a lot of the other games recently, offensively, in the sense that lately we've been doing this this thing where. We've been actually getting a lot of base runners and a lot of people on base and then just refusing to threaten to score whatsoever. This game, we actually didn't have too many base runners. 
Uh, we had four walks and or four hits and two walks rather, so six base runners, and we scored four runs. And we did that without hitting a single homer. So this was just if anyone got into scoring position or or almost on base, period, it was taken advantage of, and they were brought in to score, which is is a nice change of pace. Um, we we need to put it all together. And, and uh, you know, we'll bring in pieces this offseason and, and hopefully next season another step in the right direction and all that. But the, the the hope would be that you can do both of those things at a really high level. Right. That that would be that would be the that would be the dream. The dream would be that you get a lot of people on base and score all your people that then get on base and not have to not have to choose between the two, I guess we'll say. All right. So let's get into uh, let's get into this. Uh, we can go specifics here because uh, we had some players play that haven't played a lot at the major league level this year so Isak Paredes finally called uh, back up as minor league seasons are ending across the country I believe we have one more game left maybe no no I think we don't anymore actually yeah I, th- I think we're I think we're about done with regular season uh, minor league ball across the country so uh, Isak Paredes getting the call up, Daz Cameron also getting the call up, uh, two guys that Isak's been kind of, kind of weird cause he's been down in triple A and he's been healthy and he's been hitting pretty decently well. I mean, he hasn't been like an MVP down there, but he's been, he's been really solid. I'd say at the triple A level. Uh, and has just gotten zero opportunity to come up. He, he's never been like in the top five choices of of infielders that they've wanted to recall. Um, he played third this game, which is also a little interesting because I think the only spot he really fits into this puzzle long term is at second. So it's kind of, and I mean, he can play third. And if you want to give Candy a night off, it's one game, whatever. But. Um, it, it is, you know, I, I, want, I would like to see him get reps at second if possible, I guess is just what I'm trying to say. Uh, so he comes up, uh, goes over, but draws a walk. That's fine. I, I, the thing with Isak that's interesting, his, his bat to ball skills are fantastic. His hand-eye coordination is great. He, uh, he's great at putting the bat on the ball. The problem has always been... Power has been shaky at times, and walks have been a big issue, um, especially pre-2020. Dude did not draw very many walks at all. The OBP was was very close to the batting average there for most of his minor league tenure. Now, he had a high batting average for a lot of it, so it was okay, but that's, you know, becomes harder and harder to do as you go up and higher and higher through the minors, so... It'll be interesting to see. I, I love to see him draw walks. Obviously, everybody knows my uh, my love for people that draw walks, and and so that's that's one of the biggest things I'm looking for out of him. I I know that he can have a decent batting average, but uh, I need I need more doubles, and uh, I need more Comerica doubles, road homers, and walks. That's 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 what I need out of Isak Ferretti's. Um, so he would yeah over with a walk. Daz Cameron also over with a walk. Daz is kind of still Daz. I just view him as still so raw. Like I don't, I don't even know what type of player he he like is. You know, like like if you're trying to if you're trying to label him as a as a type of of player, like I don't even know. I don't I don't even know 
Like like he's he's obviously he's got solid speed. He's a he's a solid defender from what we've seen, but we haven't seen too much at the major league level at least. Um, like we we. I, and like offense, like we've seen surges of power. We've seen stretches where there's zero power. Uh, it's I don't know. I, I, I still I'm still waiting to kind of see what kind of player we can rely on him to be and what his kind of niche is going to be at the major league level. Uh, he 0 for two with a walk as well. Hasi goes 0 for. Maggie goes 0 for and has lower back tightness. Hopefully that's not a big deal because you know the chase to 3K. Uh, it, it is becoming more and more like it's probably he's going to end just short this year. If he gets hurt, then it's over. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Robbie Grossman, Ofer, uh, Scopey, 1 for 4 with the RBI. Victor Reyes, 1 for 4 with also the RBI. Uh, Willie Castro with a nice knock. Dustin Garneau with a start. Rare Ofer from Dustin Garneau. The OPS is down to 963. Uh, yeah, just like as a whole. I mean, this this White Sox pitching staff, like Rodon is is a really solid pitcher, and he only went three innings, 70 pitches. I don't know if that's a they, – they did say, LaRusa has said, and I said this on Friday's show or maybe even yesterday's show, that uh, that the they have admitted that they are going to – prioritize being healthy going into the postseason and and rather than like postseason seeding and, and stuff because they've already got the division clinched and on top of that they're like three or four games out of the two seed for the American League like they've pretty much guaranteed they're going to be the three seed in the American League and win their division that's like pretty much guaranteed at this point so there's no real reason for them to go pedal to the metal like we have to win every game here on out kind of thing. I think they're going to rest up a lot. Um, so, regardless, this bullpen is still very good. Ruiz is good. Crochet is good. Kimbrell, fantastic. Um, Hendricks, fantastic. So they, they have a really solid bullpen. And look, uh, we, so we got the three runs on, on Rodon. And then uh, the incredible happened. And in the eighth inning, Craig Kimbrell comes out. I'm pretty sure there's a thing where Harold Castro is, he might have an 1,000 career batting average or something. It's it's well over 500, I know, against Craig Kimbrell. And then like every other person on the Tigers combined has like one hit off him or something. I, I, I could look up the exact stat, but it would take me a while. Some beat writer tweeted it. It's unbelievable. So Harold Castro with his, you know, Robbie Grossman gets on base. Uh, he gets a steal. Then uh, his 18th of the year. Still want him to get 20-20 so badly. Um, he gets the steal, and then Harold Castro is Harold Castro and gets a seeing-eye stingle and, and takes us to the promised land. Absolutely unbelievable. So that'll be the uh, the offense. Like I said, like not not fantastic by any stretch, but if you did get on base, you pretty much scored. It, it was damn close to everybody that got on base would end up scoring. Just uh, not not too many people on base. Enough for a win, though, and that's all that matters. Let's get into the pitching because it was Matt Manning Day, and those are always very important and uh, to talk about days. First, though, got to talk to y'all about BetOnline.ag. We're back and better than ever. Football's back. As you're aware, if you're a Lions fan, very, very aware that it's back. 
Uh, and as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for pro and college football this season with the new updated site and interface. Even more odds, more props, more contests. BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, everybody, we are back here for segment two at Locked On Tigers. I am your host, Scott Bentley. Let's get into this pitching. We're going to start with Ian Kroll. Clean inning. Clean inning with two Ks. Beauty, honestly. Very nicely done. Good on Ian Kroll. Still amazes me whenever I see his name, but he has a 4-3 ERA, and he's a lefty out of the pen. Beautiful. We absolutely love to see it. Drew Hutchinson, two clean innings against the the division-leading Chicago White Sox. Solid. We'll take it. We will gladly take that from Drew Hutchinson. Uh, that's pretty much been my motto on him all year. As, <laughs> or as I guess not all year is not, you know, probably fair. The, all of his major league tenure has pretty much just been if he can, if he can give us solid enough multiple innings out of the pen, I will, I will gladly take it. Uh, Alex Lang then gets his first career save. One innings pitched, perfect ball. Uh, I, hey, his last few outings have been really good. The ERA is down to a 4-2-6, which is super respectable. The fastball-curveball combo continues to be absolutely lethal. We love it. We absolutely love it. Alex Lang, as everybody knows, is one of my favorites and uh, will continue to be until he either uh, is proven to be a bust or or flourishes into uh, the, the, <laughs> the role that I think he could possibly... Uh, go into. Okay. Matt Manning. Matt Manning, the biggest uh, talk of, uh, of I'd say the game probably. Five innings pitched, four hits, three runs, three walks, and two strikeouts. Now in the last game, the last Matt Manning day, we talked about, right? We, we talked about how he was he induced a lot more swings and misses, still gave up hard contact. Um, and the the walk numbers was the big thing that we talked about and, and how they've they've fluctuated and how it seems that when he tries to get more swing and misses, the walk numbers go up. But when he just seems to pound the strike zone and just uh, try to play a kind of a contact approach, the walk numbers go down. This game was weird. Because he had three walks in five innings with only two strikeouts. Three runs given up. The area in the year is now 5-7-3. Uh, we've seen it uh, many times. We've seen it a, a plethora of times from Matt Manning this year. The first inning, he looks really solid. Today, even the first two innings, I'd say. He looked really solid. And then uh, and then he doesn't. He look <laughs> he looks really solid until he doesn't. I guess is the is the, is the best way that I can put it. I, I don't know. I, I that's that's really it. And and he he starts off solid and he'll have some nice uh, some nice moments and some nice pitches and and set players up really nicely and be really solid. And then all of a sudden he he won't. 
And this game was no different from that that pattern and that theme. His first two innings were really solid. The command was noticeably really good. It was. It was actually really good for the first two innings. And then all of a sudden it wasn't. And then the third inning, the he completely, to be honest with you, completely lost command. Was comfortably missing the glove. And then... It never never really recovered. I mean, he, he didn't give up runs in the fourth and fifth, which is good. Um, and, uh, and and most of his hits given up there were in that, uh, that, that third inning. And so he recovered really nicely, which is good. That's a great sign for development. It's really good to see him uh, to see him be able to make in-game adjustments and then continue to move forward. And that's something that we're trying to see out of all of these young guys, to be honest. Not just Matt Manning, but but all the all of the young pitchers. We are we are desperately trying to see this. Uh, desperately is probably a, a very dramatic for no reason, but uh, we're we're trying to see them be able to to and and Scooble does it to an extreme, right? Like we have the Scooble inning where where he'll be good and then he won't be good and then he'll be great the rest of the game. And you're like, all right, dude, like if you, <laughs> now we got to work on, on that. But um, Manning's obviously, you know, just got called up this year and is a whole calendar year behind them uh, develop or not development wise, but uh, for major league service time. And uh, so it's, it's really important to see him be like, get, I mean, get kind of slapped around a little bit. That third inning was pretty ugly. Uh, and, and get kind of hit around the park a little bit and, and not really fool anybody and then be able to go back out there for the next two innings and, and pitch shut out uh, really solid ball. Really, really impressive. Really solid step in the right direction developmentally. Um, and while this isn't going to be the, the prettiest game of Matthew Manning's career, certainly uh, it, it's going to be far from the ugliest. So Really, really solid, solid performance. Solid, like I said, solid. Real, I mean, impressive. Honestly, first two innings, rough third, and then back on the horse for for a fourth and fifth inning that I I would call good enough, and uh, and and we'll 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 gladly take that for a for a rookie that's been in the majors for what two months, yeah. So we'll we'll gladly take that uh, every day of the week. All right, let's get into our uh, our final segment here and wrap up today's show. First up, got to talk to you guys about DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter, get rid of the confusion, get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies based on package. And lastly, we got to talk to you guys about our friends over at rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and miles, it's now impossible for your chain auto parts store to stock on all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or intimidating questioning 
and wait while the person behind the app counter orders parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers, you have access to rockauto.com and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? RockAuto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even a new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to RockAuto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, everybody, we are here for our final segment of Locked On Tigers. Uh, Post-victory, post post-Tigers victory, post-Lions loss, the Tigers inching ever closer to 500. One step, a big, big win for the Quest to 500. The update on our quest to 500, we are now 73 and 78. Okay. With 8, 3, 11. Right? Yeah, that's math. 11 games remaining. It's doable. It's doable. So we got these two against the White Sox, Royals, Twins, White Sox again. Uh, and, the, and the final six games will all be on the road as well, which uh, does not do us too many favors, but uh, that's fine. Okay, White Sox tomorrow. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna start. We're taking this five road to five hundred very seriously. We're five games under with eleven games left. We can do it. We can do this. Okay, so tomorrow the uh, the. Starters are currently listed as Dallas Keuchel and Tyler Alexander. Tomorrow being today when you're listening to this. Tyler Alexander versus Dallas Keuchel. Dallas Keuchel has been kind of getting exposed this year. Low-key as like a a guy who maybe isn't as good as he was last year in the shortened season. Might have done him some favors. So 5-3 ERA. It's doable. It's doable, okay? This is within reach. And so basically, my game plan is, my game plan is if I have anything to do with this. My game plan is if we also, worth noting, we're a game out of second place in the division. We're 73 and 78. The uh, Cleveland baseball team is 73 and 76. They're 11 and a half back. We're 12 and a half back. We're on a three-game winning streak and seven and three in our last 10. They're on a two-game losing streak and four and six in their last 10. We got it. We're, we're, we're right there. If we could go 500 and finish second in the division, I I might cry. That that might induce tears, which from like a successful team's perspective would probably be pretty sad, but I, I really, I don't care. It's right there. Okay, so, so 73 and 78. We know the teams we have left. I've been talking about it for a week. So now that we've taken the first game of this series, if we can grab two of three this series, so if we can win one of the next two games, they're both day games, by the way. Tomorrow's game, today when you're listening to this, got moved to 1 p.m. because there's supposed to be a ton of rain all night tomorrow in the Detroit area. So, so we got two day games. 
back-to-back day games to, to finish this series off. If we can just win one more of them, if we can just split the last two games, that would put us at 74 and 79 with nine games remaining. We would then pretty much have to sweep the Royals and Twins, which is certainly not plausible, or I I would probably say not even likely, but very doable. Those teams are bad. I don't care how many home runs Salvador Perez has hit. Those teams are, are bad. Okay, We are comfortably better than both of those teams this year. So, we go 6-0 against them. Okay, so if, if, if we were to do that, let's say we split against the White Sox. Okay, so that puts us, like I said, at 74 and 79. Then we win six straight. That puts us at 80 and 79 going into a three-game series in Chicago to end the season. And we would only have to win one of three. It's not likely, but I'll be damned if it isn't doable. And it starts tomorrow. And if we could if we could sweep this series, that would be that would be huge. Because then we could actually afford to drop a random game in this Royals Twins series. Starts tomorrow, baby. The, the road starts tomorrow at 1 p.m. with Tyler Alexander on the bump against Dallas Keuchel. It's doable, man. I'm telling you. Tigers are also 26 and 22. Versus teams that are currently in playoff position this season. 26 and 22 against teams that are currently in playoff position this season. From 2016 to 2020, the Tigers had a 337 win percentage against teams that would end up making the playoffs that season. Our win percentage this year is 542. That is from at Austin underscore Drake on Twitter who uh, does a lot of stats for Bally Sport and stuff, sports and such, good follow, okay? So, awesome. We're, we're heading there, man. We're getting there. We really are getting there. We're heading in the right direction. This offseason is going to be, it's going to be big. It's going to be real big, and uh, I can't wait. Can't wait. All right, guys. Before I send you on your way, got to tell you all about Locked On Bets, betting on baseball. The Tigers MLB doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, the road to 500. It lives on. It lives on, baby. Uh, peace and love going to Therapy's Dope, and I will catch you all tomorrow. Go Tigers, baby.